Well, I think if you look at, you know, what has happened um, last year in 2022, I think it's quite crucial to start diversifying a little bit your portfolio. Mm -hmm. So when you look at the performances that have, when you look at the performance from the previous year, pretty much main major indices actually uh, went down while a couple of um, alternative investments actually like opportunities went up instead. On this episode of Early Bird, Dimitro Lakshin, CEO and co-founder of Investables. Dimitro joins the podcast today to talk about alternative investing in 2023, including the advantages, disadvantages, and the state of alternatives this year. If you're an investor looking to stay on top of the latest market trends, then you're listening to the right podcast. This is Early Bird, and I'm your host, Stephen Lerner. Before we get to today's discussion, let me tell you how you can save time and beat the market through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter featuring commentary about the latest trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and equity crowdfunding. Early Bird is designed to help individual and non-professional investors stay on top of all of the critical investing trends. The newsletter is 100% free and is sent to your email box each weekday morning. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, today's discussion. All right, Dimitro, welcome to the Early Bird Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks, Stephen, for hosting me. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We're talking about alternative investing in 2023. What does that mean? Uh, before we do that, Dimitro, um, in about 30 seconds or so, what, what should the audience know about your background where you know what what did, what did you do and what, what what are you working on about 30 seconds uh sure so um i have a finance background so i've been um studying finance for quite a bit and um for the past seven years i would say i've been an entrepreneur starting multiple different businesses in different niches whether retail um software development many other SaaS businesses and my recent um, companies investables mm-hmm. and alternative investment platform for physical assets. Mm. Got it, and it's really cool, especially in the, it's it's a it's you know you're growing in that alternative investing space, um, and and that's kind of the subject of today. It's alternative investing in 2023. Um, Dimitro, how would you define alternative investing? Well, that that's a very interesting question. So I think it's um, pretty much everything that you can't freely trade on the Nasdaq or Nice, and it's not covering um, bonds as well. Mm-hmm. So so neither neither publicly available stocks nor bonds, I would say. Yeah, pretty wide net. Um, why do you think retail investors, normal average people, should consider investing in alternatives? Well, I think if you look at, you know, what has happened um, last year in 2022, I think it's quite crucial to start diversifying a little bit your portfolio. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the performances that have, when you look at the performance from the previous year, pretty much many major indices actually uh, went down while a couple of um, alternative investments actually like opportunities went up instead. Mm-hmm. What went up last year? I'm sorry. You said a few went up, a few alternatives. Yeah. yeah. What, what what exactly went up? Well, so I think art performed quite well last year, as well as wine um, was really really interesting as an investment, as well as um, gems 
um, many different luxury items like um, Hermes bags, for instance, um, and um, any other item, and a couple of other items. True. Some of those, some some physical items went up last year. Um, I know some art, some items also went down. A lot of most items, as you know, depreciate depreciate in value over time. Um, in terms of other alternatives, though, it was kind of a mixed bag. I felt. I would love to hear what you think. Um, you know, I ha- some I've do some real estate platform investing. Those did pretty well compared to the market last year. But as everybody knows, cryptocurrencies had a terrible year last year. <laughs> so, so, so what, what do you make of that? It's pr- it seems like a pretty mixed bag when it comes to alternatives. Yes, I think you have to kind of you know a little bit differentiate. So, like, so when we look at especially you know twenty twenty one and the this NFT craze, um, it kind of to be honest, I kind of um, I was a little bit worried um, s- simply because you know people started like rather instead of investing, I I I would just call it speculating, and I think you know investing and speculating are two different things. So if you're investing into something that has that is like very difficult that has that doesn't really have like a really strong physical value, mm-hmm. um, then I think it just becomes a gamble to some degree. And this is like ultimately what's happened as well um, with, with NFTs and cryptocurrencies over you know t- the past uh, year. Whereas if you're looking, let's say, at real estate, I think real estate is a really good example. I think it's, um, it obviously depends a lot on the um, on the macroeconomics and the stimuli that are coming from the governments. But um, I think real estate is definitely an interesting option as well as like more um, physical assets because mm-hmm. they cert- cause they have a certain um, physical value that you can, can that you can lean upon. Absolutely, yeah. There are a lot of benefits to real estate, and obviously there are so many new platforms today that cater to getting average investors involved in real estate investing, as well as publicly traded real estate investment trusts. That are also an option as well. Um, going back to alternatives, though, um, what what are the benefits of investing in alternatives? Well, I think um, there are a couple of. So first of first of all, it's the low correlation that you get mm. as opposed as compared to the you know stock market. So if you're looking to diversify um, your portfolios, I think number one that you have to look at initially is like the correlation. If it's you know if, if your stock is going down, is this asset will this asset go down as well or not? I think this is super this is very important because like because if the asset is going down, you're not really diversifying. You're just um, you're stuck pretty much in the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, I think um, ex- certain physical assets definitely provide um, value, mm. and after what we've seen, I think. Many come. Many people are trying to go back to you know to the actual book value because um, companies because um, um, company values are also going down. Mm-hmm. So I think you know value investing is actually getting um, trendy again. Oh yeah. And if you're looking at physical assets, I think they can definitely provide a really strong you know book value if to if to speak if to say so. Well, you're you're right. The book value is huge. You can you can really appre- get strong appreciation over time, and it allows you to diversify and uh, your portfolio to hedge against the stock market, which, as we all saw from 2022, can be pretty bad at times. Um, although generally, stock market over many years does very well. Um, I'm I'm curious. Um, 
what are the negatives of alternative investing? It, it, it's certainly great for a portfolio to have to invest in some alternatives, but there's there's a downside as well, right? Oh, there, there are obviously. I think um, not every alternative offers you like an an income, like like a passive income, mm. like dividends, right? So if you so if you invest in a classic car, for instance, maybe it's actually the other way around. You actually have to pay money <laughs> <laughs> in order to kind of, to maintain it, pay for storage, pay for insurance. Whereas if you invest in a stock that gives you a decent dividend, you're you it's pretty much a passive income. I think um, th- this is a downside. Um, you might have also issues to sell sell out the asset, so like to actually sell it in the secondary market. I think the liquidity is definitely um, lower as opposed to, mm. say, blue chip stocks like Apple, Tesla, and you know Amazon. Oh, you're you're absolutely right. Liquidity is certainly an issue when you're dealing with alternatives. Um, you know, you, you, some alternatives are not as liquid as you might get with a traditional investment. So how how would an investor deal with a portfolio where you have alternatives but they're not liquid? How, what advice do you have for for those investors? Yeah, <laughs> I think this is a, this is a kind of an issue that we're trying to solve. So I think one of the reasons why fractional investments are becoming so trendy is because there are many people pulling their money together, and then you can you pretty much create a secondary market across those fractional uh, shareholders. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is why you know a couple of also real estate platforms are pretty much bonding investors together. So. Mm-hmm. They are creating liquidity per se because multiple parties are coming together to invest. Good point. When we return, we'll hear from Dimitro about his favorite physical items to invest in and how to get started with alternative investing. But first, let me tell you where you can become a more informed investor through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter. Early Bird has commentary on the latest events and trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and crowdfunding. With Early Bird's daily weekday email, investors can quickly stay on top of the trends and beat the market. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, back to today's discussion. So, uh, Dimitro, today we're talking about alternative investing in 2023. Um, I'm curious, from your perspective, obviously you have a company that's involved in investing in alternatives, but why do you think in the past few years alternative investing has become so popular with average, everyday investors? That's a good question. Um, I think, first... People had more money to spend, and I think um, partially it's been fueled a little bit also by this whole um, and, like crypto craze. So people had actually money to invest in other things. Um, secondly, alternatives in general have been—I mean—they have been you know, reserved to high net worth individuals, and as, as we know, um, those people didn't really didn't really lose that much money. So the main market for to serve. Um, those people still, still actually existed. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the second reason. The third reason is I think people, to some degree, are actually also getting a little bit more sophisticated because um, they are starting to understand that I think in order to make money, 
rule number one is not to lose money. So you have to be cautious about where where to invest. So people are actually starting to diversify. And last but not least, I also think that um, people are just kind of curious to explore other things. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that's just the nature of people. Um, to give you an idea of the growth, you you already know this, but just for our listeners' sake, um, data provider Prequin found that the alternative investment industry is expected to grow by 59% by this year, 2023, and will reach $14 trillion in assets in five years' time. It's certainly growing. Um, in 2023, especially a year after what we experienced with the stock market going down, Dimitro, um, why is this a good time to get into alternatives? I think because, um, so reason number one, I think they're getting more and more platforms actually um, showing up and allowing people to invest in those kind of assets that were previously pretty much mm. just not available. Um, number two, I think also, I think, and as, as you said initially, some of the alternative um, assets went actually down as well. So I, th I think it's just a good time to get into the market, mm. just as with just as with um, the stocks, um, the stock market as well. And um, the reason number three is just because, um, at, at least, at least what I think is like the sooner you start understanding those alternative markets, the faster you'll be able to just, you know, gain profits. You're right. It could be a good engine for driving profit. Um, you know, we're not financial advisors. I always tell listeners to the podcast and readers to the newsletter, speak to financial advisors um, regarding how to invest. But in terms of a portfolio for investment. Um, we're talking about a small percentage, typically, that goes into alternatives, right? For the, most people. Yeah, no, that, that, that's true. So you, usually, it's somewhere in. I, I think with big accounts, um, it's maybe you know a couple of percent, mm. um, but you know, like seven. I would say like seven digits and eight digits and above. It's maybe like a couple of percent. But then, if you're looking at smaller accounts, usually like up to ten percent. Mm. I, th I think this is a healthy ratio. Yeah, I, I, I think it really is all, all going to depend on the person. Um, you know, don't invest in alternatives. What you're prepared to lose is kind of what I always say. But you're right; it's certainly a good hedge um, in a portfolio. Um, you wouldn't want to invest your retirement savings in a in an alternative, <laughs> right? <to be> <laughs> oh, well, you, you you would say so, but there are companies offering it. So I noticed that. Yes. What, what, well, is that a wise idea? Do you would you recommend that for for everyday investors to put their retirement savings into an alternative? It depends. It it, it depends if if you trust your average custodian or not. Mm -hmm. No, you're right. It, it depends. Like if, if you're proficient and I mean, if if you're sufficient, if you're proficient enough, if you know how it's done, I think maybe it's better if you manage it on your own. If you don't know how how it's done. I'm not sure whether you know you you should really go into like very you know, risky investments. Of course, um, I, I I wouldn't put my money into cryptocurrency if I would be in my fifties. <laughs> <laughs> not not the wisest idea at that age. You're right. Um, yeah. so, so Dimitro, um, what advice would you have for investors who are new to alternatives, never done it before, want to get started? 
Um, you know, it, it, a lot of investors have tried it already, but not everybody. So what, what advice would you give to those investors who are interested in either starting with alternatives or branching out to other types of alternatives? Yeah, I think I think um, what, what what you need to do uh, in the very first place is like to select maybe one or two, make some three categories you would like to focus on, yeah. because um, each market is has its perks and uh, disadvantages. So you know whether it's real estate, whether you want to do private securities into um, pre-IPO companies, whether you want to invest in art, um, watches whatever, I think you need to figure out maybe one or two direct directions you would like to go. Um, and then as the next step, you, 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 you really need to start familiar to getting familiar with this different category. So you need to start like reading, you, you have to, I think you either have to get to start getting an understanding, or you need to find a provider who can manage it for you in a very professional, professional way. But I, I would I would start with like like small sums initially, and then uh, maybe potentially like g going up in the investment size. Absolutely, and the other thing I say with alternatives personally is just especially with crypto, but this this goes to any alternatives. Just make sure, watch out for scams. Um, a lot of scams out there. Make sure you're dealing with reputable providers, especially if you're using a third party service. Um, you know, and be prepared to hold on to that alternative for some time. So you know, it's not an overnight success usually an alternative, right? No, it's it's not. I mean, I, th I think the it's obviously I mean, there is a saying like, um, by low so high, but uh, pretty much every person misses it. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Uh, it, it it's most people miss it, but here it's it's you're buying low but selling high. Hopefully, many years down the line, because it takes a while for for these for these uh, alternative investments to really grow. It sounds like. Yeah, no, def definitely. For physical assets, it's it's, it's a slightly longer um, investment horizon. Mm -hmm. For cryptocurrencies, I would be super careful. If you don't have like, if you don't really know what's happening inside the company, mm -hmm. just don't invest. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Dimitro, um, want want to know what what are your favorite physical items to invest in for twenty twenty three? That's that's a very interesting question. So. I personally would definitely recommend um, wine, watches, and art. I think those three assets um, have proven quite well uh, over the over the last couple of years. The watches maybe went um, down a little bit last year, but I think it's quite an interesting entry point this year to kind of actually get in and then wait until it get wait until it starts um, appreciating. Whereas wine is just going up in the option pain as well it's uh there is just much more um there was just much more demand demand and supply also given you know also uh, because the whole world's kind of going back to the to like to the standard mode yeah. like everyone's kind of you know getting a little bit easy on corona so people are starting to just consume more wine so it's gonna go up you know you're right about that definitely look at those macro trends before investing in alternatives yeah. Yeah, no, macro is key. So macro is definitely key, like for anything. Mm -hmm. Any investment, you're right, absolutely. Um, Dimitro, thank you so much for coming on the Early Bird Podcast. Thank you so much for talking about alternative investing in 2023. Before we wrap up our podcast, I just have one final question, and it's the most important question for today's discussion. That question for you, Dimitro, is if you were to enter a photography contest, 
what would you take pictures of? Mountains. Mountains? Why mountains? I think it's, 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 it's an interesting question. I think they're very calm, but very strong. And they, um, I think, yeah, I think they're calm, but very strong. And they, and you, you kind of sense them a little bit, especially if it's like, uh, if it's in on a, on a countryside and, you know, no cities around. I like to be in the nature. So I think mountains are great. Thank you again to Dimitro Lakshin for sharing your insights on alternative investing. And thank you to everyone for listening to today's discussion. We'll be back next week for another episode of Early Bird. Have a great day. Thank you.